Hi, this is Jason Graves, host of The Blazing Grace Show. I'd like to introduce you to a product that I firmly believe should be used in every home in America. It's called SafeEyes. SafeEyes is the only software you'll need to protect you and your family from inappropriate content on the Internet. Over the last couple of years, I've tried several products and have never found anything as fast, effective, and affordable as SafeEyes. I now only use SafeEyes, and I recommend it to everybody I talk to all over the country. You don't have to take my word for it, though. SafeEyes was recently recently ranked as the number one internet filtering software by the most well-known product testing company in America, alongside 10 other products. No credit cards are necessary. To start your 15-day risk-free trial today or to learn more about SafeEyes, visit their website at SafeEyes.com or call toll-free 877-944-8080. You'll be glad you gave SafeEyes a try. I know I sure am. That's SafeEyes.com, 877-944-8080. Counselors, business owners, nonprofits, and trainers, you need unlimited flat rate conference calling? Then call our good friend Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, where his teleconferencing service allows you to conduct unlimited calls for one flat monthly fee. That means no more per minute, per person charges. Go to AffordableConferencing.com or simply call toll-free 888-968-6186. He saved Jason and Rob thousands. That's Tom Parker at Affordable Conferencing, 888-968-6186. They're proud to bring you today's broadcast. Now it's time for this week's edition of Blazing Grace Show with your host, Rob McIntyre, Jason Graves, and Mike Janung. It's sponsored by AffordableConferencing.com and SafeHunts. Thanks for tuning in to the Blazing Grace Show, where we cover blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Now, here's your host, Rob, Jason, and Mike. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Blazing Grace Show. This is Jason Graves along with my talented and and, and brilliant co-host, Mike Janang. Welcome, Mike. I'm blushing, brother. <laughs> well, pink look good, looks good on you. <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to just tell you that I was in Cincinnati this weekend for a Every Man's Battle Conference, as you know, and they really loved your billboards. They were, they were just amazed. So what was the response? They said, boy, it's hard to bounce your eyes from that. <laughs> if you've never seen listeners, Mike's billboards uh, around town, they say, struggling with porn? Well, so are 50% of the men in the church. And uh, so it's kind of hard to ignore. They're in big uh, red letters. And so a great way to reach people with a very important message. Uh, we are noticeably without our color commentator, Ma- Rob McIntyre, today. Uh, he is serving his country by uh, doing jury duty. So he won't be with us this week or next week, but we're glad to have you with you, with us. And we've got a couple of exciting guests here. We've got Mel and George with Impact for Life. Welcome, gentlemen. Welcome. Welcome. Well, we want to get uh, kind of a, an, an understanding of your ministry, but you guys are doing some great work in the prisons. And today we want to talk about how to reach prisoners for Christ and especially with the message of sexual wholeness and healing. So first, just give us a little idea about what your ministry looks like and some of the things you're doing. Uh, Impact for Life is a ministry that was founded about seven years ago um, through my brother Mel here, and I'm sure he'll tell you in a second. But uh, it's an exciting ministry that we're involved with. Uh, The ministry is a national ministry in that we minister to state, county, federal correctional facilities all over the United States uh, with ex-offenders, with those that are inside the prisons. Uh, we do evangelism. 
We have a, a discipleship program, and we also have an ex-offender network where we work with ex-offenders all across the country that are coming out of prisons, and they are ministering now to people on the outside as mm-hmm. well as offenders on the inside. Wow, that's awesome. So you're really taking guys from a place of brokenness and turning that into a strength, aren't you? It's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, what, what God is doing is phenomenal because when we believe when God has really touched a life mm-hmm. through the power of Jesus Christ and through being born again as a Christian, uh, we see phenomenal things that God is doing in the prisons and outside of the prisons. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty exciting to be involved with that. Awesome. Awesome. And Mel, you know about that firsthand. Uh, like one of your, your mentors, if, if it's fair to say, Chuck Colson, uh, you have been to prison. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. Well, my, my story is a typical story of uh, the majority of inmates in prison living in an alcohol, alcoholic home full of abuse. And um, the emotional pain as a little boy and all that that pain that comes with that angerness and bitterness and trying to find ways to cover the emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And in my case, uh, my addictions were in the, into the drugs and mm-hmm. into, into early ages of pornography mm-hmm. and struggling with that. And ultimately, it landed me in prison with a five-year sentence. Wow. But it was there that <clears throat> from the beaten up and bloodied by the world's sin and all of my addictions that God in his grace and mercy leaves the 99 and comes after the one that's lost. Mm-hmm. And so he picked me up in the prison and began to wash me off with his living water. And it's the only hope that we have in prisons today. Mm-hmm. Is, And so it's just a story of redemption. It's just the story of a sinner saved by grace. It's mm-hmm. a story of another prodigal come home by awesome. God's grace. Awesome. George, what did your journey to Christ look like? Well, uh, pretty much a, a lot like Mel's, uh, my came out of a, a journey of uh, searching uh, from the time I was 15 until I was about 30 years old and uh, grew up in a fairly uh, wealthy town. And uh, uh, all my friends seemed to be uh, going, heading in the wrong direction. And I ended up in a life of uh, alcoholism, drugs, and basically living a life of debauchery. And uh, so for 15 years, um, I was really uh, just bound by drugs, bound by uh, sexual addictions. And uh, about when I was 30 years old, a friend of mine brought me to a church where it was the first time I actually had heard the gospel. And uh, it was just an incredible night. And um, the Lord convicted me of my sin that night and of my life, which was a mess, and uh, it was that night when I heard what Christ had done for me that I committed my life to Christ. And awesome. that was in 1980. So while you may not have been behind bars, you were definitely imprisoned. I was definitely things. imprisoned, and I should have been behind bars. If I had been busted for the things that I was doing, I would have spent a long time in prison. So uh, I, I believe that's one of the things where I can relate to prisoners because a lot of men, women— and youth that are in prison, um, we relate because it's areas where God has brought us out of, and we're no different than many of those that are imprisoned, with the exception of my newfound relationship in Christ. Right. Praise God. And you're a pastor too, aren't you, George? Yes, I'm a pastor. I I pastored a church in Monument, Colorado for about four years. I worked with uh, Rocky Mountain Calvary Chapel here in Colorado Springs Mm. for about 10 years. 
um, and I'm involved with worship and with prison ministry, and I currently am an assistant pastor with Calvary Fellowship and Monument. Ah, great. Well, we've been trying to get Eric Carty on, on the show here. So Eric's a great guy. <laughs> you can guy. pull some strings yes. for us. Eric, all right? if you're listening, you got to come on the show, brother. <laughs> there you go. Great. Now, Mel, back to you. Uh, God has used your book, The Unseen Presence, to reach many prisoners for Christ, and you've shunned the standard route many have taken by uh, self-publishing the books and giving them away, away for free. So tell us a little bit about the book and then what kind of responses you've seen from it. Well, I, uh, uh, first of all, the book is, is, I don't like to say my book. It's a story of God's love. I just mm. happen to be the character mm-hmm. that needed redemption in the book. Awesome. And so it's a story of his love and how he pursued one prodigal. Mm-hmm. And I am humbled uh, by God by the, such the response and the grace he's put on the book. We put out 30000 a year free to correctional facilities throughout the United States. And it was amazing, the, the letters that began to pour in, a guy taking the book off of a book cart and reading it in solitary confinement and then mm. surrendering his heart to Christ. Wow. One guy who picked, didn't have his state-issued uh, glasses on couldn't read the title. He didn't want any religious book, ended up... Uh, pulling the book out, threw it on the floor in his cell, and uh, something he said in his mind kept telling him, pick up the book, pick up the book. And so three days later, he just decides to pick it up and uh, begins to read it and falls to his knees and repents of his sin and gives his heart to Jesus. So it's been a humbling experience, and it's been just an awesome thing to watch God reach lives that are sitting right in their cell that would never go to chapel. Right. Now, having the benefit of being on the, uh, on the ins or whatever, you, whatever you say, uh, you know, we're on the outs prisoners are, I don't know what you call it, but they're, they're, they're inside. Mm-hmm. What for our average listener who has no clue about what that looks like, what does the average prisoner's life look like and compare that with the body of Christ behind bars? Well, oh boy, uh, it's it's a it's a it's a uh, violent environment. Mm-hmm. It is lives that have been ravaged by sin and controlled by demonic activity in their life, mm-hmm. and uh, often we would refer to it as Satan's den, where he gathered these broken lives, mm. and then you basically got lives impacting each other with extreme amounts of darkness. Unless the light of Jesus Christ transformed, there's no hope. Mm-hmm. But there's predators and there's they prey on the prey. And so uh, you, you, you can be violated sexually mm-hmm. and you can be pressured into sexual behavior. So it, it's, a, it's, it's just a, a violent type uh, atmosphere in the prisons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yet we see Christ, we see the power of his church being planted in there. Um, the Bible says, I believe it is in Galatians, that the whole world is a prisoner of sin. I tell people when I walk into churches, if we, w- if we could string up Constantino wire around the church and the pastor uh, is at the back door and he, that day when every, all, the, all the members get to want to leave church, he says to them, I'm sorry, I've been instructed that we have just been imprisoned and we have to spend three years here. Hmm. You would immediately find out the depth of the faith of the believers in that body. Wow. Hmm. So no one's exempt from sin. Mm -hmm. All the whole world's a prisoner of sin. Mm -hmm. These lives have been ravaged by most of the 
men and women in prison have been sexually abused Mm -hmm. as children, Mm -hmm. a lot of them, by stepfathers, some by uncles, and the stories we hear and the way that has escalated in their life, uh, trying to cover the shame and the guilt and the emotional pain. Mm-hmm. And so it's uh, it's just an honor the way the book and other books uh, are impacting the lives. We, we recently uh, rolled out a book called Be Thou Cleansed. Mm. It was, uh, uh, briefly, it was a sexual story of a, a West Point grad. Mm-hmm. See, see, everybody, we got we got CEOs, we got we got pastors, we got sure. we got everybody out there. We got people in government positions. We got priests, for God's sake. We got mm-hmm. everybody across the country that have been gripped by this kind of sin in their life, this mm-hmm. kind of bondage and strongholds in their life. Mm-hmm. And yet, uh, the guy that we did the story on was a West Point grad. He goes off to school. His officer sets him up, gets him drunk once night, and sexually abuses him. Hmm. It sent him into a, 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 a rage where for years he went on with sex with all kinds of women. He mm-hmm. ended up in the Philippines abusing a girl at 13, and then in the custody of his care of foster home, he abused a girl and got seven years in prison. Hmm. But it was there, prior to prison, he drove his car off a cliff at 60 miles an hour here in Colorado. Uh, to commit suicide because he hated the person hmm. that he had become. Right. And uh, the shame and the guilt and, and how could a God even ever love me mm-hmm. for doing this kind of heinous acts. Mm-hmm. And so he lands in prison. He goes through why I believe at least what we see in prison is that uh, the per- there's deep perversion in sexual activity and there needs to be deliverance. Mm-hmm. It is a demonic stronghold. What kind of uh, se- forms of sexual addiction? You you mentioned sexual abuse, or or I mean, what goes on? I imagine rape, rape uh, in prison. Okay, uh, pressure into to uh, you know if you're not strong, you're tested immediately. Uh, you're pressured into buy uh, store goods where they make a little bit of money. Um, inmates, uh, a lot of homosexual activity, obviously, is is uh, some by choice, mm-hmm. some by not choice. Mm-hmm. It's just for, uh, they tell them they'll protect them, but they mm-hmm. got to pay. What about pornography? Um, it gets in, but it's harder because of, uh, uh, although I read in, in some of the prisons I've been in, they actually could buy Playboys and oh, Hustler wow. in the magazines. Wow. I mean, talk about trying to correct these guys, and then we allow them to purchase this stuff. Ridiculous. But... The good material that you are offering through the Library of Hope is really setting guys free. And I'm just curious if you can tell the listeners a little bit more about this part of your ministry, the Library of Hope. George has really uh, handled that and done an outstanding job. George, you want to tell him? Well, the Library of Hope, uh, basically, the library got started through uh, Mel's book, The Unseen Presence. And we began to see what God was doing with one book. And the power that one book had to touch so many lives. Uh, the Library of Hope, for those of you that are listening and are not familiar with it, is is a ministry that we ship books nationwide into prisons to bring hope to those individuals that are bound by these circumstances, wow. whether it's sexual addiction or drugs or whatever it may be. It's to bring hope to show them that they can find freedom through Christ. And so the materials that we send in 
are materials that, one, they address the church and the body of Christ inside prison to help them in their relationship with the Lord. Number two, we also send materials in to people that are non-Christian and and trying to reach them and show them that there's hope beyond and outside of themselves through a relationship with God, through Jesus Christ. And so those are the materials that we ship in. We ship those materials in for free. Mm -hmm. Uh, We raise them through all of these materials, which include Bibles, Bible studies, theology books, general Christian reading, books that inspire you. And we raise that through publishers all across the country. We raise that through pastors of churches. I think of Ray Pritchard in Calvary Memorial Church in Chicago and other places around the country that have written books that will address certain issues that we know are effective in reaching people with the love of Christ. Because we believe that that is really the only thing that's going to help set them free. So the library is basically a collection of books, about 100 books in a box, and it's all sorts of material. We raise that, and then whatever chaplain calls us through our ministry, we send that out to the chaplains. All they have to do is go on our website, and they can fill out a form, and, and we'll ship them a library or libraries, depending upon how large the institution is. And uh, they receive those materials for free. And then they can distribute those materials to the inmates. And we have found that um, the books that we're sending in, a lot of times that inmates will never go to a chapel service. In fact, the statistics are that about 70% of inmates don't even go to a chapel service. That's a large amount. Mm -hmm. 30, 25, 30% go to chapel services. Mm. Well, how do we reach? How do we minister to those that are bound in these places of darkness that aren't going to a chapel service? Right. They're just back in their pods and cells, some of them in isolation. How do we reach out to them? How do we help them in their struggle? And so the Freedom Series, which are uh, books that um, we are publishing are ex-offender testimony books, men, women, youth, that we have taken their story. They have been in prison. They've been out five years or longer. They're never going back to prison. We take their stories. Mm -hmm. We write them. We publish them. We edit them. Mm -hmm. And then we put them in like little pocket series books. Mm -hmm. A prisoner can just slip it into his pocket. Mm -hmm. It's a testimony book of how they made it through, how they were successful. And it shows others that there there is hope through right. Christ. And right. so we take that and we send those by the thousands back into the prison. And we get them back, as Mel was sharing, you know, those little carts that come by. Yeah. Uh, well, those get into the hands of men, women, and youth that may never go to a chapel service. Right, right. I went through the state's training to go into prisons a couple of years ago. And a pastor led the training. And he said something that shocked me. He said that you'll find more growth and change in the prisons than you will in the church. Mm. Is that because guys are hungrier in prison or what is in that environment? I think it's because, you know, <clears throat> when you hit bottom and you're desperate. Yeah. And uh, when people are desperate, they look to God. Yeah. It's when somebody's caught in addiction and they see no way out. And then they hear through your show that there's hope, right. that there's a way out of this, that they don't have to live in that bondage. But you got to get desperate. you got to get sick. you got to get sick of the illness. Mm-hmm. And in prison, people are desperate. They've hit the bottom. They want a way out. They're already told they're a loser. Mm-hmm. And they're so desperate. But that's where vitality comes. Uh, you talk about a passionate church. 
these people know they've been forgiven much. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you go in there and they sing from the depths of their stomachs. They'll praise God and they just have so much passion for God. Mm -hmm. I told people when I was in prison, God changes, you know, when you become a new man in Christ, the old, the old, you're transformed, your mind's transformed. I said, I tell the story in my book, this is not a prison, this is a monastery. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, God changed it. Imagine being in the Word every day, sitting in circles on the yard. I mean, seven days a week Bible study, seven days a week going to different services, witnessing on the yard. I mean, we were, it was just a a phenomenal Christian, Christ-like community. When I came out, I was a little shocked that people went to church average two times a week. I says, boy, this isn't going to work for a guy that's in addiction. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you got to feed yourself the living word 24-7. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple drinks a week is not going to cut it. Right. So when you guys go in an outreach, what is it that you see? What happens? Last, uh, well, it's, uh, I have a fresh story. I was in Larimer County facility last night. You heard it here first, folks. Heard it here first. <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I am so humbled to be his servant, to wash the feet of others, to have the privilege to be invited into a facility mm-hmm. where there was standing room only, mm-hmm. and then to watch men hear the message of hope in the gospel and for God's presence and love. He loves each one of us so much, he draws us. And to watch men come forward and cry, and even one man cry for practically the whole time on his knees. Mm -hmm. A big man, a Hispanic man, just crying and then fell to his knees in repentance. Mm. I mean, where can you go and see the power of God at work and transformation? Mm -hmm. Right right there visibly before your eyes. It's Mm -hmm. a powerful thing. It's amazing. They're hungry. They're, They're so hungry. hungry. I, I have a similar experience. I, I spoke in a church one, or a, sorry, it was a church, church. but it was, a, it was in a prison. Church. It was at a chapel. And uh, it was the first time I ever spoke publicly about my same gender attractions. Uh-huh. And boy, the, you know, I was afraid because you know, these are prisoners. And, uh-huh. and actually it was at a, at a, a youth uh, type prison. So, you know, maybe kids from 15 to uh, 20, something like that in Washington. And uh, man, they were all ears. They were all ears. And so you say um, only 30% are going to chapels. When you think about that, that's probably higher than, you know, in, it's in, in the world. actually a higher figure. I, I, I think George pulled that statistic from a different area. Yeah. It's 10% go to chapels. Oh, really? Okay. 10% go to chapels. Gotcha, gotcha. Only uh, in a chapel. And often because the stigma uh-huh. is... Don't go to chapel because all that go up there are gays and homosexuals. Wow, and and, and it's the like reality the church. of it. Don't go to church because all they want is your money. Well, yeah, it's, it's just a, a place for the wounded. The all those lies, yeah. right? But the, the fact remains that, that these people are hungry at chapel. But those people who aren't at chapel are still a captive audience, They're and they've captive. still got those deep spiritual hungers and needs. Well, so, one uh, of the things I said last night, I looked at these men. I says, raise your hand. How many of you men have come close to death? All of them raised it from their wow. drug addiction and their issues. Wow. I said, it's the grace of God that the law picked you up. Hmm. It's the grace of God that God loved you enough that he pursued you in your sin. Uh, I said, the courts weren't the problem. The law wasn't problem. It's the grace of God that you're sitting here today. Your minds are clean. Your right. hearts are fresh. Right. And you're able to take a look at yourself. Yeah. 
and embrace the love of God. Yeah. And Paul writes specifically about uh, being aware of and supportive of those who are in prison. And I want you to just talk to our listeners with just a little bit of time we have left about ways they can support you in your efforts. And then I'll give out your contact information. Well, we would love to. Uh, I think prayer is the most powerful way and mm-hmm. powerful thing for us. And, and uh, you know, there isn't a listener that's listening that doesn't have a family member that's probably been incarcerated right. somewhere through their family line. We run into every family, our, our youth that are struggling. My, my child is headed off down this road of addiction. And, you know, uh, by calling our 800 number, we would make available, uh, you know, my story, our freedom stories to those people. And so we really come to serve rather than to be served. And, uh, and so that's how we would be able to... We're so honored and privileged to be on your show, but mm-hmm. be able to make that available. What is that 800 number? It's uh, 1-877-202-0100. Okay. I'm curious, if you guys could bring one thing into the church on the outside that you see on the inside, what would that be? I think a passion for his word. Mm. And, uh, and, and, so, and, and so bringing that passion for God's word into the prisons through like the Library of Hope? No, I'm I'm just saying if one thing we could bring, we see we see a hunger for the word of God so strong mm-hmm. that you're you're willing to turn the TV off right. and study the word and sit with your wife and pray. Oh. If there's a passion we could bring as is uh Psalm says, uh the only thing that satisfies my soul is your word, O oh God. Right. I long for your word. I delight in your word. And I think if there's anything that that the church that I see could be infused is a deeper passion for the word of God. Good. And if you'd like to get involved with the Library of Hope and get these books and resources into the prisons, you can reach them at libraryofhope.org online or you can call them locally here in the Springs at 719-632-3880. So, fellas, thanks so much for being on with us. Keep up the great work. Thank you very much. You. you bet. God bless. And Mike, we're also at the point where we are now tax deductible and you can, uh, you know, we're a nonprofit organization. Um, some of the goals that we're looking at doing with the show is to get on the web with a greater web presence uh, and, and reach millions and to get up into a, a, another market here locally with the show. And so tell us really quick in just about 15 seconds how people can support us to that end. Information is available at the website at blazinggrace.org, how you can support us. We are 501c3 now, and this is a listener-supported program. So we appreciate your prayers and your contributions as God would lead you. So thanks again for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. So for Mike Janung and Rob McIntyre, this is Jason Graves saying we'll see you next week when we talk about female sex addiction. Thanks for tuning in to The Blazing Grace Show. Thanks for listening to The Blazing Grace Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors, AffordableConferencing.com and SafeEyes.com. Remember, for unlimited conference calling, go to AffordableConferencing.com or call toll-free 888 968 6186. For your 15 day risk free internet filtering trial or to learn more about SafeEyes, visit their website. It's SafeEyes.com or call 877 944 8080. That's affordableconferencing.com at 888 968 
877-944-6186 and safeeyes.com at 877-944-8080. If you'd like a downloadable copy of today's broadcast, visit blazinggrace.org. Or if you'd like more information about the show, send your email to mike at blazinggrace.org. If you need to speak with a therapist, nationwide you can dial Rob McIntyre at 877-593-1166. Or Jason Graves at 877-590-7685. That's Rob at 877-593-1166. Or Jason at 877-590-7685. We hope you tune in next time for more blazing issues and grace-filled answers on The Blazing Grace Show. Yeah, yeah, I'm free. Yeah, yeah, I'm free.